Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Life of Riley. Tonight, I am actually doing kind of a fun little episode. I'm going to be doing a Q&A. So I went ahead and asked on my Instagram story if you guys had any questions, and you guys submitted questions. So I'm going to go through and answer them, and hopefully I get to your question. I'm sure that I will. It's not like there were 500 or anything like that. So um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and... If you want to hear some answers about questions, all types of questions, then stay tuned. Hi there. So I am sitting here um, in my living room per usual, and I have the most decadent cup of hot chocolate here. So it's very Christmassy here in um, the Kylie and Riley residence. Kylie's my roommate. And we have our Christmas tree up, and I'm having this cup of hot chocolate. So I got the peppermint hot chocolate from Trader Joe's. Super yummy. Um, And what I did is I actually melted down a few pieces of dark chocolate with a little bit of cream and then added it into the hot cocoa just to make it like richer. So it's just a yummy dessert. I already had dinner, and now I'm just having a little bit of dessert and podcasting. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into the questions. Some of them are more serious. Some of them are kind of funny. So it's just kind of going to be like all over the place. I I haven't really like organized these in a certain way. (laughs) Whoops. So let's just jump right in. So the first question is, what was your most embarrassing moment of the year? So we are coming to a close now. Um, 2019 is coming to a close and I have had so many embarrassing moments. Some of them I like am a little hesitant to share here on the podcast, but if you're like a good friend of mine, you definitely know what these moments are or if you're my mother. Um, but one that comes to mind right away is the other night I was going to sushi with, um, my best friend Kimmy and Kimmy wanted to go to dinner. My birthday was last week, and so she had wanted to go to dinner for my birthday, and um, I was at the sushi restaurant waiting for her, and she was getting her hair done, so she was like, I'm really sorry. I'm coming. I'm on my way, and I was like, no worries, and then I asked her if she had been to the restaurant before because I had never been, but it looked really yummy. I was looking at the menu. The food looked really good. Sushi's my favorite food, and um, I asked her if she liked the place, and then she said, by the way, I'm paying And I responded and I was like, you know, honestly, Kimmy, like, that's so nice, but you don't have to do that. Like, we'll just split the bill. It's not a big deal. Like, you're you're too kind, right? So she calls me and she informs me that she meant she was like paying at the hair salon (laughs) and she was like on her way. (laughs) And I had like fully assumed like she was just offering to pay for my meal and it was really embarrassing. So there was that. Um, And that was pretty embarrassing. So that was good. Okay. Next question. Um, What are some lessons that you learned in 2019? So I have learned so many lessons this year. I feel like, as Kylie Jenner would say, this is the year of realizing stuff and we're all just realizing stuff and it's just so cool to realize stuff. So I, starting this podcast, truthfully, has taught me so many incredible lessons. Number one, first and foremost, is just to Don't be afraid to do what you want to do. Don't be afraid to do what you love. Don't be afraid to say out loud what you're good at and what you're passionate about because it will take you really far. And so I kind of learned to get over my fear of being honest about wanting to talk to people as a job. (laughs) 
(laughs) and wanting to learn about people and interview them. And I was kind of embarrassed and now I'm not because here's another lesson, kind of goes hand in hand. Nobody cares, right? Like, of course, people care about you and they love you, but nobody's really paying that much attention to your life that they're going to care what you're posting on Instagram and all of that. You just need to do exactly what you want all the time in order to live the most fulfilling life. Another lesson that I learned from this podcast is that I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I was. I I think that having self-confidence and believing that you can do something is the number one step to actually doing it. If you believe in your mind that you're going to fail at it and you need to be implementing plan B and plan C and plan D, you're going to fail. Don't implement plan B until plan A fails. A plan B is if plan A doesn't work. Do not go for the plan B if you haven't even tried plan A. You have to try it. You have to try what you want. You have to ask that person out on a date. You have to go to that place that you've never traveled. You have to apply for that job that you don't think you can get. You have to ask for that promotion that you're unsure about asking about. You have to do it because otherwise, what's the point of having a plan? What's the point of having a plan A if you're always just going to pull the parachute before you need it? So that's something that I've learned. And then kind of on a practical note, I've learned that... um, Money and outside expectations are not a motivator for me. And what I mean by that is this podcast, I don't get paid for this podcast. I don't, you know, this, if anything, this takes up time and money from me. But I post every Monday. I've posted every Monday on my schedule since I've started. I've gotten guests. I've thought of topics. And I do it because I love it. And I do it because it makes me so, so happy. And I just learned that, you know, Not everything needs to have an outside motivation. It can just be because you enjoy doing it. And I think that that's awesome. So kind of a long answer to a short question. Those are some lessons that I've learned in 2019. The next question is, what's your favorite memory from college? That is such a hard question. I have so many incredible memories from college. I have um, a few that stand out in my mind, though. First of all is big and little reveal when I got my little Danielle. Danielle, hi, 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 little. Danielle is just so sweet and so kind. And that was such a special day when I got to hide in a box and she unwrapped me like a present and I revealed myself as her big. I wanted her so badly. I wanted her from the very beginning. I wanted her to be my little. And I am so grateful for her and her friendship. And so that is just such an amazing memory. I love that. Also, similarly, my memory when I found out who my big sister was, Jessie. Hi, Jess. I love you. By the way, Jessie's getting married, you guys. Jessie's getting married in 2020, and I am so excited for her, and I love her so much. And um, I love my big Jessie. And then I would have to say another favorite memory from college would be um, our sorority retreats up in Big Bear. So like we would drive up to the mountains and like spend the weekend in a cabin on a retreat and that was just so much fun. Like the bonding time and um, learning about the sisterhood and doing activities. I just love that. A lot of my memories revolve around sorority. Sorority was like a huge part of my college experience. Oh, another favorite memory. It's also sorority is when I won chapter president of my sorority and we had had the election and it was a very close race. The girl that I ran against was phenomenal. She's wonderful. And um, she had a very, very, very high chance of winning that election. And um, 
she did a wonderful job and she would have made an amazing president. But I had gone to meeting and I'd given my speech and then I went to yogurt land afterwards to get some frozen yogurt. And I was in the parking lot getting out of my car and my chapter advisor and the past president and a couple other girls had also gone and we didn't know. We were just in the parking lot. And um, they had they were emailing out the election results because they had already tallied the ballots. And the the current president who had kind of passed off the baton to me, she told me in the parking lot. She happened to see me and she told me. And everyone was just like so excited and I was crying and I was so happy. And that was a really wonderful memory. And that is something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. The next question is how do you manage your time? Which I think is a great question. And I've kind of done um, an episode on this. I talked about productivity. But basically, I have a schedule. I write things down. I am detailed about it. I have to-do lists. And I check things off. And that's how I that's how I best manage my time. I also think that being realistic about what you can get done in a day is really awesome. And just making sure that you are prepared to have a full day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Um, I think that that's really important. So just stay organized, write things down, make lists, and check things off as you go. The next question is, what is your skincare routine? This is so funny. Um, <laughs> I have like the worst skincare of all time, probably. I kind of just wash my face in the shower with like soap. Like I just use a bar of Dial soap. That's like my soap in the shower. And I wash my face with it and I wash my body with it. And, um, after work, I will take, I will remove my makeup. So I've recently been wearing a waterproof mascara on accident. I didn't mean to buy it. Mascara is just so expensive. I just don't want to go buy another one, but I have to remove my mascara with oil, like either baby oil or coconut oil. And, um, I remove it all with oil and then I just wash my face with soap and water and then I put a moisturizer on it. I use the Aveeno Daily Body Lotion in like the greenish, tannish bottle. I just get it at Costco. And I just put that all over my body, all over my face. And I recently, as of like two days ago, bought the Trader Joe's Enriched Brand Facial Moisturizer with SPF. And I've been wearing that for like three days. It's really nice. I like it a lot. I wanted something specifically for the face. Um, but that's kind of my skincare routine. Sometimes I use like an exfoliating face wash now that I'm thinking about it, like an apricot scrub. Sometimes I use that in the shower, but not not really. I just kind of wash with soap and water. I do have very, very, very dry skin. And in fact, I recently watched a video about the difference between dehydrated skin and dry skin, basically being that dry skin is a skin type and dehydrated skin is a skin condition. So your skin can be dehydrated and like topical moisturizers will cure that. And then you can have like dry skin as a type. And I have dry skin as a type. So when I put oil on my face, it doesn't break me out. Like my face just like sucks it up because I have really dry skin. So um, some of you guys may freak out, but putting oil all over my face, like coconut oil, it doesn't, it doesn't break me out. It actually helps me. Okay, next question. Any quote or phrase that you live by? I love this. There are so many quotes that I live by. I'm such a quote person. I'm kind of like cheesy like that. But I have so many quotes. I probably am going to miss them. So as as they come up, maybe later on throughout the podcast, I'll, I'll mention some. But um, a couple that come to the forefront of my mind. First and foremost, my mom and dad always told me, to whom much is given, much is expected. And basically what that means is if you are given the privilege of a life that is full of 
joy and opportunity, not always, but you know, is full of joy and opportunity and kindness and love, then you need to be giving that back into the world. And even if even if you don't have that, obviously you should still be giving that back into the world, but especially those of us who live joyful days, we should be trying to make other people's days better and more fulfilling as our days are. So I love that. Um, another quote that I really love, it's not really a quote. I don't exactly know the direct quote, but it's that, it's that one about like, you know, success is luck and preparedness at the same time, right? Like I, I do believe that you have to be at the right place at the right time. I do believe that certain opportunities come your way. Um, but you've got to be prepared, like always being prepared for anything I think is, so crucial. I mean, prepared like on an intellectual level, making sure that you're ready for like job opportunities at any point that they come up, but also preparedness. Like I carry an emergency kit with, um, a nail file, mouthwash, deodorant, toothbrush, extra makeup. I carry an extra makeup bag in the trunk of my car at all times. My mom taught me to do this with all of my makeup, like literally double of all my makeup. I keep it in the trunk of my car. Um, I keep an extra pair of clothes in my car. I keep an extra swimsuit in my car, pajamas, towel, anything I could possibly need. If I got stranded somewhere, I keep water in my car. I keep like non-perishable food in my car. If there's an earthquake, just, I think that being prepared is amazing. So, um, I think that that's great. And then also I got, um, this amazing new planner from my aunt, last night for my birthday and it has some really great quotes that I love and some of them I already knew and then one of them I didn't but I love these two. The one is from Mother Teresa and it says do small things with great love and I think that that is so my life. I think that making everyday things joyful and full of love and full of kindness is a wonderful way to make your life better and the lives of those around you better. And I think that it also makes your life more fulfilling and ultimately you do a better job at things. The more you enjoy something, the better you're going to be at it. So I think that that's really important. The next one is from Barbara Streisand and it says, stay true to yourself. People respond to authenticity. And I love this. I think that being the most authentic version of yourself is the most surefire way that you will have an amazing life. This is so cheesy, but I, I, it's like there are so many people in the world that can do your exact talents. If you're an amazing singer, there is somebody who is a better singer. If you're an amazing artist, there is somebody who's a better artist. But there is literally no other person like yourself. And it sounds so cheesy to say, but your greatest asset is just being who you are because it's literally the only thing that differentiates you from everyone else in the world. And I think that in order to just give that like, je ne sais quoi, like the X factor that you can't describe. You just have to be yourself because your tangible skills on paper, a lot of people do those things, right? Like a lot of people have podcasts. A lot of people have, you know, my job or have a degree or whatever. But being yourself is the only thing that will separate you from them. And I think that being authentic is just the kindest thing that you can do to yourself and really the kindest thing that you can do for the world. (laughs) Some of these are just compliments, so thank you. So um, next question, what are you happiest about right now? This was such a great question. I loved this. Um, I am happy about so many things. It's hard to pick one thing that I'm happiest about. 
I think that I am happiest about my family right now in this at this point in time. My brother is moving closer to me. My mom and dad are doing very well. And we have a really wonderful, loving, special bond. Um, still at 23 and I'm 23. My brother's 25. He'll be 25 in like a week or so. And I just think that I am so lucky that my family is so close and we love each other so much and we do so much for each other. We're always there for each other. And right now, especially during the holidays, that's something that I am extremely grateful grateful for and really happy about right now. The next question is, what is your favorite topic to discuss on your podcast? My favorite topic to discuss is you. I love talking to people. My favorite, favorite, favorite episodes are sitting down for two hours and talking to someone about their life. I love learning about other people. I love their lessons. I love their insight. I love their stories. My favorite topic is people. What made you want to start your own podcast? Good question. I had wanted to start a podcast for a while, or I guess I had thought about it. I had thought about starting a podcast for a while because it just felt like a really great way to share what I love to do, which is interviewing people. Like, I like to have a talk show, but you know, like we'll start with a podcast, right? Like we got to start small, baby steps. (laughs) So I thought that it would be a great way to get to know people. And I talked about this in my intro, but I will say this, at the risk of sounding like a lunatic, I have never had a conversation with someone and walked away feeling empty handed. I have always learned something from someone. I have always found another person's story to be interesting in some way or another, and I've always found a lesson out of it. And I thought, wow, if I can talk to people and pull these lessons out of them and interpret these lessons, how wonderful would it be if I could relay that message to someone else? And I just think that it is such a gift to be able to talk to people and hear their stories. And I just, I want to be able to share that with all of you. So that's why I started this podcast. The next question is, what's the most awkward date you've ever been on? <laughs> this is, this is funny. Um, I don't know. I kind of would have to think about that. Well, I don't go on like tons of dates. So I don't know. I kind of have to think about this one because I also don't want to put anyone on blast. Oh, well, no, I don't really want to. I don't know. I, I'm going to come back to this one. I have to think about it. Okay. Next question. Tips for the holidays, dealing with family, hosting parties, recovering from hangovers, etc. <laughs> Good question. So tips for the holidays. I love the holiday season. I think it is a time to come together with your families and celebrate. And I definitely recognize that it can also be really, really stressful. So here's my number one tip. Go into the holidays with an abundance mindset not a scarcity mindset. And what that means is go into the holidays with the mindset that there is enough for everyone. There is enough food, there's enough attention, there's enough presence to go around, right? There's there is an abundance of joy and laughter and love and resources for everybody. And the more that you think about that and the less that you think about like, well, I'm not getting, I'm not buying enough gifts. I'm not getting enough time with my parents. I'm not getting enough time at the dinner table to talk about my life. Everyone else is talking about it. The more that you feel like there is an abundance and and less of a scarcity, that's when you're going to find a lot of happiness and peace, I think. Um, Also, just like remaining calm, honestly, (laughs) when dealing with family. Recognize 
that not everyone deserves your opinion. And what I mean by that is not that, you know, not, a, not, not you shouldn't be sharing your opinion, but truly your opinion is valid, important, coherent, and special, and not everyone deserves to hear it. Not everyone that is so, you know, blatantly on another page from you, whether it be politics, for example, you know, if somebody is so on the other side of your political views than you are, and you don't feel like you're going to be able to convince them otherwise, maybe they don't even deserve to hear your opinion. Or if you have a family member that's like kind of rude or kind of hard to deal with, maybe they don't even deserve to hear your advice or your thoughts because they're special and you don't need to waste your breath on just anyone. Just remember that you don't always have to have your opinion be known. It's always good to stand up for what's right, but just remember that it's not always necessary for you to completely share when you agree or disagree with things that go on during the holidays. Um, hosting parties was the next part of that question. Ugh, I love hosting parties. Biggest tip for hosting parties. Number one, go to the Dollar Tree. Do not buy decor from anywhere else but the Dollar Tree. It will save you money. It is high quality. You're probably not going to save the decor anyway, so go to the Dollar Tree. Use plastic silverware and cups and whatever. I know that's bad for the environment. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe use regular if you don't mind washing dishes, but I recommend using plastic. And do something easy for food. Order pizza. Have everyone bring something. Make it a potluck. Um, don't spend too much money because honestly, the, the most important thing is that you are spending time with your friends and family. So just make sure you do that. And for me personally, as a little side tip, I love candles. Dollar Tree has those little tea light like votive candles. I recommend getting like a couple of those, putting them around your house. It just makes it feel like kind of cozy and romantic and sets like a really nice ambiance. So I love candles. And then recovering from hangovers, boy howdy. I get bad hangovers, honestly. I have to be very, very careful because I get ill the next day just from like even like three glasses of wine over the course of an entire evening. I get really bad hangovers. So my best tip is to try and avoid it by literally, no joke, switching off water and a drink. Like people forget to do that and (laughs) I'm not kidding, it's life-changing. Have as much or more water than you are alcohol. Have one to two waters in between every alcoholic beverage. That will really, really help. And then also when you're hungover, um, showering, get up and shower right away. I think that that really helps. Put something in your stomach, even if you feel sick, even if you throw it up later, honestly. Put something in your stomach so it's not empty. Have like an egg or some toast or something like that and shower and just start doing your daily life. Um, if you need a nap later, if you can afford to nap later, I would do that because I think that sleeping is kind of the only way to get rid of it. But that's what I would do. Okay. Next question. Ooh, another alcohol one. What's your favorite alcoholic drink or wine? So my favorite alcoholic drink or wine is, um, it kind of depends. So I love wine. Like if I'm just chilling, I love wine. I love Apothic Red, which is like a red blend. Um, I like rosé. I like the Yes Way rosé or the Josh. The Josh brand rosé is really good. So I like those. And then if I'm going to have like a cocktail, I like cocktails with tequila. So like margarita. Ugh, I love a margarita. That's probably my favorite drink. It just doesn't always like, you know, go with everything. Like it's, I don't know who like casually sits by the fire and has a margarita. So, um, I love margaritas, yeah. Or like a tequila soda. That's yummy too. I like that. 
What does your day usually consist of? Good question. Um, so if I'm working, it usually consists of waking up in the morning, making coffee. I don't eat breakfast in the morning. So making coffee, driving to work, and I listen to podcast or like worship music or country music on the way to work because that's what puts me in a good mood. Um, I listen to music. I listen to a podcast, go to work, get ready for work. So get ready for the day, uh, do my work day. Sometimes on my breaks at work, I'll like do homework. I'm on break from school right now, but I'll do homework or I'll work on my podcast or I'll just chat with my friends. Um, then I come home from work and I will make something to eat. I will maybe work out. I've been working out a lot more recently, which is good. I'm very happy about that. Um, do a workout, and then I will usually do like some computer work. So like I will answer emails. I will update things like that I need to update. I will respond to people's text messages because I don't respond pretty much all day. And then at nighttime, I'll go through and like see what needs to be addressed and um, make a few phone calls, maybe call my mom. And yeah, um, if I, that's if like I don't have other things going on. If I have something going on, which like sometimes I usually do, I usually get off work, go have dinner with a friend usually, um, or I have a meeting of some kind, some obligation that I have to go to, and then I come home and I go to bed, and that's it. And if I don't have work, like tomorrow I'm not working, so I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have coffee, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to come back, I'm going to get my nails done, um, I'm going to run some errands. I don't have any meetings tomorrow, which is so great. So yeah, that's kind of it. That's kind of my day. It's a good... It's a good little schedule. Next question. What are you most afraid of and how do you get around it when you encounter that fear? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm afraid of a couple things. I'm afraid of my family members being hurt in any way. I, I'm really afraid of that. Luckily, that hasn't really happened to a very large degree um, but I am really afraid of that. And I'm not sure how I will deal with that when I, when that, when I'm faced with that fear, but, um, I'm really, I'm really afraid of that. Something else I'm afraid of is making other people feel uncomfortable by something that I've done. And I actually did this recently at work and she knows who she is when she's listening to this. But um, I I made a comment that was super kind of like essentially really insensitive. And I made her uncomfortable. I made her sad. I, I really did. And it was bad. Like I felt really, really bad because not only am I afraid of like, obviously no one enjoys hurting other people's feelings, but I make it like an integral part of who I am to make people feel comfortable. And so when I'm making someone feel uncomfortable, not only am I like, you know, not doing what I want, I'm going like in the complete opposite direction. I'm going like way the other way on the scale. And so that's that's a big fear of mine. And the way that I handle it is I'm just really honest. I um, just own my mistakes. I just say when I did something wrong, I beat people to it when I do something wrong. Before they can tell me I did it wrong, 
I try and catch it. Not always, but I try and do it first. And that's the best way that I combat that is I just know when I'm wrong, I admit when I'm wrong, and then I make my strongest effort to try and fix it. I hope that was a good enough answer. I'm not really sure. Um, next question. Oh, this is kind of a fun one. Or like not a fun one, but just kind of not serious. What's your opinion on slid- What's your opinion on splitting the check on the first date? And do you think women think less of men that ask to split the check? Great question. I am a solid, firm, true believer in splitting the check. I love it. I feel uncomfortable when I am paid for outright over and over and over again. I don't like having everything paid for for me. I believe in splitting the check. I believe in splitting the check for a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, on a very basic level, this is not a great reason because no one should ever make you feel this way, but I don't ever like feeling indebted to somebody. I don't ever like feeling like I owe someone. So um, I don't like being paid for for that reason. Another reason is because I think it's fair. I think that you know, dating is hard. And especially at at my age, at least no one my age is like super established and like has all this money to just burn all the time. I certainly don't. And so I would like to help out a little bit because dating me should not be a burden. Trust me, it's going to be a burden enough to date me. You know, it doesn't need to be a burden on your wallet as well. So I think that it's, I think it's nice to split the check. And I actually don't think less of a man at all. I don't judge him for it if he asks to split the check. But um, if you ever take me on a date, you will never have to ask. I will always offer to pay for myself. I will always make an attempt to whether or not that always happens, you know, kind of depends on the situation. Some guys are sneaky and they stick their card in there before I can or whatever. But I don't, I think it's great. I think splitting the check is an awesome way to keep parity in a relationship. And parity, is that the word? What am I trying to say? Let me Google it. Parity. Not parity, but parity. Yeah, state of the state or condition of being equal, especially regarding to status or pay. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So keeping parity in the relationship, I think, is really important. And that is a great way to do it. So the last question is, how do you keep such a positive outlook? Do you ever have to pull yourself out of a funk? Yeah, I do. I really do. I um, am grateful that right now I'm in a season of my life where I'm having more good days than bad days, far more good days than bad days. And I'm really grateful for that. But I not always positive, and I definitely have to pull myself out of a funk sometime. But there's a couple things that I do to try and keep a positive outlook on life. Number one, I try my hardest to focus on the good. I try my hardest to remember that no matter what I'm going through, somebody somewhere, probably someone that I know, is going through something so much worse. I definitely have struggles and problems that I deal with, but trust me when I say it's nothing compared to what other people go through. And I recognize that and it helps me stay positive. I also find a lot of energy from injecting positivity into other people's lives. So that's a big motivator for me. I enjoy being someone that other people enjoy being around and I enjoy being someone that can brighten someone else's day. 
And so that's a big motivator for me to be positive because it makes my life better and hopefully it makes those around me be a little bit happier as well. And I think that another thing that I do is I selfishly practice things that I love. I do things that I enjoy. I have a job that I enjoy. I do this podcast that I enjoy. I see friends that I enjoy. And I think that it helps me stay positive even when times are bad. And I think that as cliche as it sounds, just remembering that everything gets better. Like whatever it is that you're going through, it's going to end. It will be over. It will get better. It doesn't matter how bad it is. You're still here. You're still on earth. You're alive. And there are people that care about you. I promise. So I just think that remembering that whatever it is that you're going through, it's not going to last forever. It's going to eventually teach you a lesson. And I think that that's just the best way to keep a positive outlook. And as follow, um, pardon me, as far as pulling yourself out of a funk, this is going to sound kind of harsh, but don't wallow in self-pity. Do not feel bad for yourself. Do not feel like your situation is the worst situation that you could be in. Even if it is, someone on this earth has got the worst situation. Someone does. Um, Even if that's you and you happen to be listening to this podcast, then don't think it. Don't believe it. Do not tell yourself that your life is the worst. Because not only is that negative self-talk, but it also prevents you from keeping a broader perspective. And I think that that's really dangerous. I think that we need to find joy in like the small things that we do and we need to find happiness in the little things that way they can eventually turn into the big things and just remember to reach out to people I use my friends as a resource I use my parents as a resource if I'm in a funk and I think that that's the best way to Keep yourself occupied. And just remember that the more you put out into the world, the more you're going to get back. So if you're in a funk or you're in a weird place right now, go give back. Go volunteer somewhere. Call a friend who's in need. Ask them to vent to you. Ask them what you can do to help them. And I promise you, it will make you feel better. Number one, it'll distract you from whatever's going on. But number two, it will remind you that A, you're not alone in your problems. And B, your problems are fixable because you're actually fixing other people's problems as you're helping them. So that would be my advice. That's kind of how I do it. I'll do an episode on this later about like being positive and a positive outlook. But just remember that everything gets better. And everything can eventually be a lesson if you let it. So with that, those are me. Those, that is me answering your questions. So thank you so much for sending them in. And I love you guys so much. Happy holidays. And I am excited for what's to come in 2020. I'm excited to share that with you guys. And I'm excited for all of the incredible guests that we have lined up for the show over the next few weeks. So I love you guys so much. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen. I so appreciate it. I love you guys so much. And I will see you next time on The Life of Riley. 
So as I was recording, I, or pardon me, as I was editing, I realized that I said the word deodorant really weird when I was talking about how I keep like an emergency kit in my car. I said like deodorant or something like that. Here, let me insert a clip. Deodorant. So I don't know if I like thought I was from Wisconsin or something, but so sorry about that. I will be more careful. Um, have a nice day. Bye. Deodorant, 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 deodorant.